0: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening. It is May second, two thousand sixteen. My name is Michael Clark. I'm not afraid to give my name. We've got. Um, we got a lot of good participants on the call tonight, and tonight, we missed it last week, so tonight is, a, is the uh, end of the month call where we just answer your questions. There's no real talking shoe, so, uh, talking shoe, there's no real talking points, so just whatever call, whatever questions you might have tonight, just uh, type them in and on the computer, and if you want to ask a question by phone, just press star 8 and a little flag will raise up and then you press uh, them. I will unmute you, and you can ask your question. Have your question ready, so that um, so that I can answer it right away, and and we'll move on in a in a um, quick manner to get to the other people that have questions. So um, we're going to start tonight with uh, a question that was just typed in, and and it's going to be your first question of the night. It says um Hello Mike my friend asked a question and I'd like you to answer is our STS trust uh, non- statutory irrevocable and common law First of all it is common law it's it's all based on uh, common law and it's a not a trust at all as a matter of fact it is a a contract a private contract and the nice thing is all of the countries in the Western Hemisphere have contract law and it's all basically the same. There's a little bit of uh, difference in verbiage here and there, but for the most part contract laws in in all of the Western uh, countries are are pretty much the same. You have the right, for example, and where this program comes in, you have the right um, via common law to protect, or or you have the right to to um, do whatever you want with personal property. That's personal property that you own, okay? If you own personal property, you have the right to to sell it, to gift it, to donate it to uh, do whatever you want with it, including contractually exchange it for something else, for other personal property, okay? And that's what that's what anyone that that uh... Has, has is protected by contract law which is a part of the common law and um, uh... we are we're in the process i'm gonna get off off this question just a little bit here but we're in the process of meeting with a couple very good attorneys in the in the uh, toronto area i talked with one of them last night and uh, just a brilliant attorney a lot of people i've heard her name before and um, a lot of people are um... are um... Have told me a lot about her, and I had the chance to to meet up with her uh, today or, or yesterday on a phone call, and um, so anyway, it was just uh, it was a real pleasure to uh, um, get with her um, and talk with her about the about the program. So, um, but they they she had told me she said, Mike, I've been looking all over the world, and I um, for something. That you've got in the STS program, she says we have uh, um, we've really made some um, uh, changes, and um, I'm going to tell you what those of you that uh, those of you that have just um, asked questions, type them in again. For some reason, my computer um, dropped them all, dropped all the questions that were there, and it might have been something I did. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Forget I asked that question. No, that was a good. That's a. If you mean the one about uh, common law and etc. Um, uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera, that was a very good question. Now the part about it being irrevocable. Um, anybody that had just recently typed in a question, if you can see your computer screen, please type in the question again, um, and uh, so I can get Make sure I get them all taken care of. But anyway, the um, the part about being irrevocable because it's a um, because it's a contract trust based on on private contract, you give up all the rights to your personal property in a private contract. Contract consists of a few things. One, there's got to be two or more parties. Two, um, there's got to be um, consideration between the parties, which is meaning you're trading something of value. Um, and uh, lastly, or uh, three, um, What the heck is it? Anyway, uh, you can explain the STS yearly fees, etc. Yes, I will. Um, And the uh, so anyway, it's a private contract, and it can't be for anything illegal. That's what it was. And guys, you have to uh, you have to get it all done formally, and if it's done right with the proper components, um, it becomes what's known as a pure contract trust of which you give up your property irrevocably. And see, this is where the power of the the pure contract trust comes in, the fact that you no longer own the property. If somebody wants to sue you for a personal reason, um, such as maybe your business failed or maybe you had a car accident or something like that, they can sue you all they want, but they can't take a nickel of what used to be your assets. Everything in your home, all your personal property, your furniture, your Lawn and garden equipment, everything, has been um, traded, has been transferred contractually and irrevocably to the trust. You give up your assets irrevocably, and that's what makes it powerful because nobody, no judge or anybody else, can make you revoke that trust or the pure contract trust. If it was a if it was a statutory living trust, they could make you revoke it. And then you have they'll tell you to sell the assets and give the proceeds to the uh, person who just got a judgment against you. And that doesn't matter if that's a uh, if it's a creditor, doesn't matter if it's a, uh, a lawyer, uh, maybe again a business failure, car accident, whatever, or if it's a, a government or taxing authority, CRA and IRS um, tax authorities. Those are unsecured contracts. They don't have a right. To anything you own, as long as you've protected it. If you've got to protect it, they haven't placed a lien on it, and they can't place a lien on your property just happenstance. Okay? There's got to be a basis for a lien. And if you owe them money, that's their basis. So the key is to protect yourself from the CRA or the IRS or anybody else. Um, you've got. They've got. To, you've got to get. A lien on your property—you've got to take ownership out of your name before they can touch it. And think, well, hey, that sounds great, but is this workable? My friends, we've had several hundred clients that have had lawsuits against them from the from creditors, from from um, attorneys, from IRS or CRA or whoever—the state authorities, provincial authorities, blah blah blah. And if they, as long as they were protected, they owned nothing at the time the lawsuit was filed. So they can go ahead and file the lawsuit against you, and they may win, but they're not going to get a, piece, a single piece of your assets because they, you don't own them anymore. The trust owns them, and we send them a letter letting them know that you own no, own no property anymore. You, you, you no longer own any property, and um, uh, that's pretty much it. So as far as... Um, irrevocable okay it's it's not we just say the trust is irrevocable because nobody can touch it once you've moved it but the truth is and and this is legal too the truth is the trustees have the authority to to revoke the trust at any time to dissolve the trust at any time they can do that and um, so anyway it's uh, it's that's what makes it so remarkable the super wealthy when they actually started working from around 1827 when it was known as the massachusetts trust um it did uh, it did uh become more and more powerful from that point on and i'm not going to get into the history of that but um um that's what it's based on my friends that you move all of your assets you give up ownership contractually and irrevocably and um Goes into the trust. The trust is its own entity. The trust has its own bank accounts. The trust owns the assets, and uh, we go from there. Okay, okay. My microphone is rubbing again. I will remember to keep that away from my chin. So, um, yeah. Anybody that's got any has any questions had any questions from before? Uh, just a little while ago, I, I something happened, and it all I did shave. Well, earlier. So, anyway, guys, that's the, pro- that's the program we've got there. That was a good question, too. I appreciate it. I haven't, uh, haven't answered that for quite some time, my friends. Now, we've got, I've got some questions that people have uh, um, sent in for this week's call, and I'm going to share them with you now, uh, some of them, until somebody types some more questions on the, uh, uh, on the computer. It says, How do we go about, Mike, how do I go about protecting our vehicles? Now, this is whether you're in the U.S. or Canada. It's pretty much the same. We never, never, never put vehicles in the trust or the LLC or the Canadian corporation, okay? We never put vehicles in there because the vehicles are the highest liability item you've got in your life, pretty much, Uh, unless you have a business of some type that's high liability. But personally, vehicles are a very high liability. Now, if you remember, when you... When um, when we tell you that if somebody gets a judgment against you, they can take everything you own. That's the first thing I learned when I started researching the Pure Contract Trust. Everything you own is subject to loss. The courts can take everything you own. And the reason they can do that is because you're the citizen of the U.S., of Canada, of Panama, of Australia, England, Germany, Italy, you're the, you're the citizen, you're a citizen of those countries, and citizen, the, the country, the government of the country you might live in, they have the right, because you are a citizen, to take whatever you have. And it's got even stronger with the new bail-in laws and the confiscation laws. The confiscation laws have been around for quite a while, but they're making them, uh, they're making them stronger and stronger all the time. And, and, uh, and it won't be too long, my friends. you can, you can um, believe me. It won't be too long, in my opinion, until they just come in and take what they want of yours, and and um, that's the end of the game. But uh, to protect your vehicles, there's such a high liability. If they can take, if your vehicle has a liability against it, for example, the uh, uh, in a car accident and whoever you might have hit with your car, uh, they're going to come after you, and they're going to take everything that's owned in your name. And after the car wreck, it's too late. You can't move anything at that point. You can't change anything, okay? It would be uh, fraudulent conveyance. So anyway, uh, once you get your program set up, you own nothing. And uh, so to protect these vehicles, we keep them outside of the trust. And, and you can't really put them in the, in the uh, a trust or if you're in the U.S. or Canada or Panama because the trust, the license to, to operate that vehicle, and your driver's license and your vehicle license, um, You have to be given permission for both of those, okay? So they have to be protected uh, with a lien through the state. So what you do is we've got a form. When you get your trust program, there is a form available. It's, um, uh, I believe it's uh, Schedule B3. I believe that's it. B3 or, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. Um, No, maybe it's Schedule B6. Anyway, you'll see the Schedule B with the, uh, and it's got it's got a form to fill out, and you put in the, the year, make, and model and VIN of your vehicle. I don't care if it's a truck, a car, a motorcycle, a boat, a plane, doesn't matter. Whatever you have that is a vehicle, you fill out this form and you take it to wherever it's titled, whether it's a, the DM Department of Motor Vehicles, the you know the DMV or whatever. And you hand them, you 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 sign it, and it's already got my signature on it as the trustee for your trust one. Okay, it's it's a form that you take to the DMV, you fill it out, you get it notarized, you take it down there. No, I don't think you have to notarize it. I haven't looked at it for a while, but anyway, they uh, once you get the once you get the program uh, going, you have and you take it down. Let me say this: if they have a form. They say no, we can't use that form. We've got our own form. That's fine. It's no big deal. And you, the only thing you really have to put in there besides the year, make, model, and bin is the uh, the amount of the lien. I don't get ridiculous. Don't take a a 1967 Plymouth and uh, and put a value on it of 130 thousand. You you put a put a reasonable value. If it, if it is an antique or something, you can put a, a, more, a little bit more on it, but you mainly want to protect the equity of that vehicle. Just as when you get a loan for to purchase the vehicle, GMAC, if they give you $20,000 to purchase that vehicle, they, they will put a lien on that vehicle for $20,000. So if anything at all happens to that vehicle, they're going to get their money from the insurance company first. You're second in line. Same thing here, except the trust will get the money, not you. Okay? And the trust will... Um, um, but who who, um, who controls the trust? You. So the money's going to you in a roundabout way, as it should be. Everything's legal. There's no problem with any part of it. So um, you take this form in to the uh, to the DMV, hand it to them. They'll take it. They'll mail it in, and they'll send a bank a copy that, uh, with with the lien from your tr- from the Trust One program. It's not yours. You don't own Trust One, but it, it is a you are control in control as the trustee. You don't have to tell anybody that, okay? Don't blab. The, the, most, the, our clients who get in trouble, my friends, it's because they talk too much. They, they start telling everybody, yeah, I'm the trustee. Well, if you give out too much information, my friend, they'll find somebody to try their best to get around you. Now, it's not that they can get around you because they can't. Everything is done very legally. However, it can cause you, cause you a lot of frustration and dollars to have to get a lawyer to protect yourself if you want. Because remember, if anybody does come after you, they're going to have you in a statutory court, and then you've got to get a lawyer to protect yourself. Don't ever, ever, ever try to protect yourself, I mean, to uh, be your own uh, defense, okay? That's, that's just the worst thing you can do. Um, but we keep you in a position here where if you just do everything right, we send, if somebody does attack you, we send them a letter knowing, that, letting them know that you own nothing, okay? Um, also... Also, the, um, let me see if anybody's got a question here. Uh, Yeah, also, um, that's all you have to do to protect your vehicle, okay? Um, Can anyone take control of trust from you? Um, Absolutely not. Well, if you've got other trustees on there, you can be removed as trustee. Uh, You can they can bring somebody else on. It's a majority vote of the of the trustees. I am always on every trust that goes out as a non-voting trustee. Okay. Um, So yeah, somebody they could if they some of them got together, but nobody outside of the trust. It's a private deal. It's not court. It's not linked to a single statutory law. Okay. You don't have to. Nobody from the outside. No judge. No lawyer. No Anybody can affect your private trust. And here, I, I didn't, let me get a little deeper into this, guys. The reason it is is because there are treaties and laws between the U.S. and Canada and the U.S. and a lot of the other countries, Australia, England, Germany, Italy, you know, the other ones that of which that, that interact with each other. And in this case, you got to understand, this isn't because the United States is a better country or a good country. We're in all kinds of trouble right now. Um, but anyway, the... Uh, it's only because we've got the, the most powerful constitution in the world. And if, if don't, You can doubt me if you want, but if you want to just save a lot of time, I, ba- I back up every question I've ever answered with case law. And, and Canada and all the other countries, you are protected by the U.S. Constitution once you start this trust. Regardless of the law of the, of the area of which you file the suit, you own, you contractually and irrevocably own no assets. They can ask you, do we have, um, do you have, uh, do you own any assets? No, I don't. Okay? So, um, let me get back up here to my question. You guys have been typing stuff in. Um, so, But anyway, to, to answer the short answer, nobody can take control of that trust from you. Nobody. Uh, guess four. Where do I find details on the Edmonton seminar? You will... They should be on there by now you do you go to um, um, our our website dot com and you scroll all the way to the bottom and you'll see seminars and you'll you'll probably see you'll see Green bay there right now but you'll probably see some of the other seminars that will be upcoming and it'll not only give you the um, the address and, and the place the seminar is going to be held and the name of the host or hostess. And uh, I think there's a Google map on that also. So it'll give you, it'll show you. You just click on the little map part and it'll show you exactly where you're going. Okay? Uh, so that's where you go. And you can call the person that's going to be the host or hostess and you'll be fine. As a matter of fact, as I said, a week from Saturday, we are having the, the September, um, uh, excuse me, September. We are having, on the week from Saturday, we're having the seminar in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Just click on Green Bay. Now, it starts at 11 o'clock on a Saturday morning. First, you just call Dr. Harold Cherney, and he'll get your email address from you, and he'll send you all the information for the seminar that you're going to need, okay? It's free, no cost on anything, and it'll also be um, a webinar. You'll be able to see it anywhere in the U.S., Canada, um, anywhere that, that you can get an Internet pick up okay you'll you'll be able to watch it live it'll be, this time it'll only be I believe dr. Callum myself it may not be Bill Tully this time he's been doing a lot of work finishing up taxes and all this and that so um, so that's where uh, that's where you pick up all the information so it doesn't hurt to visit the website once in a while and just see what what's going on where there's going to be a seminar if there's one in your area by all means stop by we I would love to uh, <clears throat> love to meet you face-to-face, shake hands, and uh, answer any questions right there in front of you that you may have, okay? Should the corporation be created before the PPSA? Not necessarily, not at all. No, you want to protect your assets now. You want to get your protection on your assets as quickly as possible. See, once you've got the PPSA, or in the U.S., you've got the UCC-1, once you're protected with those, nobody else's... um, Nobody else's lien can supersede yours. Those are two powerful um, liens, okay? The UCC1 is considered the most powerful lien in the country. And for Canadians, the PPSA is right behind it. Get that on there. You can always amend it and make it for more money. If, for example, if you've got an investment that funds and it's now worth suddenly worth uh, three times what it was before it funded, um, you immediately amend that, cons- that uh, amount or... Uh, if it was me, I would just um, place a new one on there. You can always drop the old one off. It'll cost you another few bucks, but, but it's worth every nickel. If all of a sudden your, your um, investment funds, you've got the extra few bucks to do it anyway. Then it's, what, 36 bucks or something like that. I, I think 30, $30 is the PPSA, and uh, they're simple as can be. 10, 15 minutes, I've been told, and they're, they're set up. So... Get your, You know, the super wealthy, I read a book once on the Rockefellers. it's called The Rockefeller File, and in, in there it points out, you know, if you want to be wealthy, don't be doing it on your own. You've never been wealthy before. You don't know the first thing about controlling a million dollars unless you've had a million dollars or 10 million, unless you've had 10 million. And there, I'm sure, is a big difference between a million and 10 million or 50 million or 100 million. Just because it's millions doesn't mean that it's all controlled the same. Um, so anyway, don't think you can do it on yourself. I can assure you, you can't. I, that's one of the, the best lessons I've ever learned: that that you can't really, you don't really know how to operate something unless you've done it before. You can listen and you can read books and you can talk to people and listen to them about flying a plane all you want, but you take that plane off because you know that once you get going, you push the throttle forward, and then you get going down the runway, and you pull the you pull the uh, steering wheel back. And all of a sudden, you're 1,000 feet in the air. Now, how do you land? See, that's the thing. You've got to have an instructor sitting right there by you to teach you how to land that, that airplane. Same way with the STS program. I really, really get upset with people because I, al- I always tell people, once you start your program, you need three months of Monday night calls. You need three months of Monday night calls before you really get to know this program. And in six months to a year, guys, this is a very, very, it's the most powerful um, financial planning or estate planning vehicle in the world. It's not just, well, we got this little conference call that we go with, with and go on with Michael Clark every Monday, and it's interesting. Guys, don't, don't just say it's interesting. It is powerful. Right now, if somebody comes in with a bail-in or if somebody comes in with a lawsuit or whatever it might be, They can freeze, you know know the IRS and the CRA can freeze your account in a heartbeat. They don't have to give you a reason. They can just come in and freeze your account, put liens on your property. So don't be foolish. Don't think, well, I don't do anything wrong. So we've got tons of clients that that they swear to me, Mike, we didn't do anything. And and I know a a number of them, I've talked to them, and uh, they didn't do anything wrong. They really, all of a sudden, they get a a bill from the IRS or the CRA for $60,000, Guys, don't be a fool. Don't think that that in this today's world that the all of these agencies to them guess what you're a number, and you the person the agent that comes after you to him uh, he's got to show he's got to come after you or somebody just to justify their paycheck. I shouldn't say he all the time because there's a lot of she's out there too that are agents for the taxing authorities. Okay, now they've got their job to do, but just like other any people in any other profession, guys they'll fudge. So and I know for a fact you you can put in IRS abuse into Google and and hit search and you're going to you're going to get all kinds of stuff. OK, or at least you would. I haven't done it for a long time. You used to. I mean, it's terrible. People that had to commit suicide or that felt they had to commit suicide and they did just to have the money for their their wife and kids to, to fight the uh, IRS. OK, the guy died, killed himself because he knew he was right. Now, that's, you know, that's to the extreme. But that's how much he felt that way. And they feel the same way about you. Uh, I've talked to a couple of them. We've got a couple of them um, that are um, agents that have our program. They love it. And, uh, but that'll, that'll be the first to tell you that uh, sometimes sometimes some of the agents will say things that aren't really true. That guy in Canada that had a $4 million dollar estate owned property and everything else. They took his they came over to do an audit at his house, took his original records, and then all of a sudden, they requested them again. They said, we never took them, And they finally, finally, the agent admitted that, yeah, I did take them and we shredded them. Guys, there's some really devious people out there. Don't think the whole world is just full of sunshine and flowers. Be, and I, I know most people don't. I'm not the only one that feels that way. But um, anyway, let's see. Should court be created for the PPSA? The PPSA doesn't have anything to do with the corporation. It's filed on behalf of... Trust 2, because Trust 2, when this program is set up, will own all of the equity of all of the assets that you transferred to Trust 1. So PPSA will be set up, um, and it will be filed against your Trust 1 because that's who owns all the assets now. It'll be filed against your Trust 1. And um, so now, and we file it for 125% of the value of all the assets. If you figure your assets are worth $200,000, $200,000, the trust, too, will file a lien for about $248,952 or something like that, okay? Um, because they, we want to not, and we have the legal right to do that. The precedent was set by the mortgage companies back in 07, 08 when the big collapse came. In uh, 6, 7, and 8, uh, they were actually giving mortgages for 125%. Of the um, um, of the value of the property, okay? Certain companies were. And if you had the credit rating, you could get it, blah blah blah. So, guys, you've got to you got to put all of your you got to get all your eyes dotted and your T's crossed. And when you do when you do that, nobody can touch you. You don't own a thing. You legally, lawfully own nothing. Okay, so they can't touch you. But you have use of the assets all the time. Okay, um, let's see, should corporation be created before the PPSA? No, they, they go hand in hand. Now, if you're going to create the, the corporation right away anyway, um, um, put in there for the amount of assets that you know are going to be in the corporation, okay? Put in there if you're going to have um, whatever you're going to have in there. If you're going to have your your, assets, your um, investments in a separate corporation, because remember, in, in a the ideal protection is separation 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 if they if they um, if you've got a canadian corporation and they they get a they get a judgment somebody gets a judgment against they sue that that corporation maybe and somebody and they get a judgment against it everything in that corporation they have access to them they'll get everything in that corporation so if if you're going to have your house in a corporation or an LLC in the US it in its own LLC, put it in its own corporation. Is it a little more expensive? Yeah, but it's a one-time expense, guys. Just get it put in there and get it protected. Otherwise, uh, if it's in your name, uh, th- th- not only are the odds over becoming more and more susceptible to you losing what's in that corporation, but they're, they're getting more and more um, um, to where they just come in without letting you know, okay? um let's see should corporation be created before the PPSA same time If if you know you're gonna if you're not going to create the corporation for a a year or so just go ahead and and create the uh, PPSA now and then then amend it they're good for five years I I think I think PPSA is five years doesn't matter you're good for a number of years and then just amend it when you start the corporation it'll be basically the same amount of of, uh, money value Canadian dollar US dollar It'll be the same amount. You're just moving the assets from the LLC, the initial LLC, into the corporation, okay? and for, so, so that's all you're doing. Do we have a Canadian address for Trust 2? Um, yeah, for right now, uh, we, I told you, you go down and get a uh, um, P.O. box or something. Get a, use, a, use another address, it's, but something that you can keep for a while. We will eventually be having an office, and, and we've hit, hit a couple little snags. But we'll be having a Canadian corporation for the MPG program, and a, a Canadian corporation, and it'll be located in the Toronto area. Okay. So, but until we get that, just spend a few bucks. You're, you're spending a lot of money to protect yourself. Spend a few more bucks. Get a uh, get a PO box, get a USP box, or something like that. Or if you have a an existing business or something, use use that but but something because you can't you don't want trust one to have the same address as trust two and that's something I've got we've got I've got a client the other day that that um, set up their program and they used three major letters let's say it's um, QRL group that was trust one, QRL LLC and QRL uh, holdings guys these all have to be separate do not use the same names don't even you don't even want them remotely linked together because CRA and all them will may come after you and say well, hey we know this is all one you know don't try and and get us this is just a, a thing to, to keep you from taxes. Well, it's not. Our program has zero to do with taxes. There will be tax benefits to an extent and uh, there are more tax benefits, I'll, I'll grant you, in the U.S. than there is, are in uh, um, Canada, but that's, that's not because of the trust, that's because of the uh, um, tax laws, okay? When I got to know more and more and more about Canadian tax laws, I'm telling you, I I talked with my friend and part of our group, Ed Ed Gilmore, and um, I talked with him and I said, Ed, the CRA is a thousand times worse than the IRS. And he said, you're exactly right. You don't know how many Canadian authorities have told me that. Mike, um, well, I'll, I'll stop right there, but we don't do taxes. Um, We have nothing to do with taxes. We put the program together and because we use statutory entities like LLC's and corporations, because we use those there are tax benefits built into this program. Okay? So, um, but we don't do taxes. They're not set up for tax purposes. Don't ask me tax questions because I don't know them. I don't know the answers and I legally can't even give you answers. Okay? Uh, either in the U.S. or in Canada, you have to be licensed and numbered, and 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 uh, what do they call it when they branded, branded like you brand a cow or something? <laughs> and uh, you got to be just about all of that. And um, and we don't do that. You get, we'll work with your tax people, and um, we're getting more and more now in Canada. We've got them in in the U.S., but uh, we're getting more and more in Canada. Um, um, so you get do whatever you have to do in the beginning to get a second um, ad, get an address that's different than your home address, which is the legal office in Canada of your of your trust one and your um, uh, LLC. So, but get a get a, take a take a few bucks and, and get you a PO box for a little while or something. Okay. Um, I feel like I am losing control of my money. Well, that's the absolute worst way to feel. And, and but I understand the feeling because when I first started learning about these that's what I thought too but you have to understand there's one or or two people that have total control when you open your trust one account the two signatures signatories on that account will be if it's if it's you or if it's you and your wife you will be the only people in control of that money it's just like when I had when i opened my steel erection company i had about five checking accounts for that I had one for payroll. I had one for union benefits. I had one for tools and equipment. I had one for tax purposes. But guys, there was only one person that could handle that, that could sign off on that account. And that was me. Okay? I did have a partner for a little while, but that didn't take long for me to knock him out. And uh, so anyway, he was a drunk.
1: So anyway,
0: you're the only one in control of the money. You are in total and, and complete control. We've got some clients that are worth over $100 million. And, and they feel absolutely, once I sat down and, and showed them that, that you sign the signature card in the bank. They have to check your signature. They can't. They can't. And you got to be with a, a decent bank, you know, that they do have um, benefit controls like that. So that if somebody else tries to, I, I like the fact that if somebody, try, and it's happened a couple of times, somebody tries to use my MPG uh, credit card I immediately get a, get a notice from them. Hey, this is something that you don't buy often. Is it okay? If it's okay, just press one. If it's not okay, press two. And they've, they've stopped a couple transactions. But, but you're not losing control. You are the only one in control, even though it's owned by a trust. Now, you know what? If you don't like it, you dissolve the trust. And you go back to yourself owning everything. And then you will once again be the target. Because everything's in your name. You'll once again be the target of creditors, of attorneys, of of, um, tax authorities. It's all going to be back on your shoulders. I can't imagine anybody ever stopping this program. Okay? Um, Do we have a Canadian address for Trust 2? I feel like I'm losing control. I hope you understand. You are in... It is a mental block. That's all it is. And because people think, well, because it's not in my name. See, your biggest enemy is is, uh, ownership. Your biggest enemy is ownership, guys. Anything you own can be taken from you. You've heard me talk about this for weeks and weeks and weeks. And if you haven't, you're new and you're just coming to the pro to the keep listening to these calls. If you miss some call or if you just think, ah, MPG will take care of it, we're not going to take care of it. And guys, I got too many people sending me letters now, and all of the answers are in the green book that comes with your program and the right the, the green sheet that, co- that is on the cover of that program the green sheet says before asking any questions read this book okay i'm i'm just gonna i'm just i think i'm just going to start telling people who um who come through the uh, who, who ask me questions that i know are in the green book they're the simplest most basic questions which is what new people need answers to. But I'm going to start telling them now. It's in the green book. Look it up. We're going to protect you, but by golly, uh, we've got a couple thousand clients now, and we can't be asking the same basic questions for everyone. You're protected. The minute you, get your program, the minute you send in your application, you're protected. So that I'm not worried about. Um, but I, am, I do want you to, to do some of the work on your own. You buy, a, you buy a car insurance policy, you get it, and you put it in the drawer. You don't have to look at it again. This is different, guys. This is your life. This is the equity in your home. This is your savings account. This is your investments. This, this you need to learn about, okay? So um, I feel like I'm losing control. I understand, okay? But you're not. You've got to understand. Once you understand the system, the process or process, once you understand, you know, that's the word that, that I notice more than anything else because Lawrence and, and Ed, and, and they all say process, and we say process for the most part. Uh, that's the one I, I recognize most between the U.S. and Canadian, eh? So uh, in Canada, is there LLC? Yes, there is. And also the U.S., uh, in, in the Protocol Treaty of 2007, it says that in somewhere in that treaty that, that the LL, U.S. LLCs are viable entities in Canada. You know, most attorneys don't even know that. I've had to, oh, yeah, is that true? Hmm, wonder what? Hmm. Anyway, um, there are Canadian LLCs as well as the U.S. LLCs that are um, are viable entities in to be used in Canada. Mainly bankers don't know about them, okay? I'm telling you, bankers, they're the, they're the oh, I won't even get into that. I'm doing pretty good staying on track tonight, so I'm not going to get into it, bankers. What is the monthly fee or yearly fee? Uh, and that was a question somebody else asked about the annual uh, renewal fee. Guys, we have an annual renewal fee of $385. You won't, with what you get here, which includes all the information you get on Monday night, which means if you've got a question, if you had a question for a, a corporation or an LLC, you go into that attorney and ask him to answer it, and he's at $250 or to $450 to $650 an hour, you're going to pay for every six minutes you talk to him. And um you come to these calls for an hour and a half. you send us in your you email email me your question ahead of time and I'll answer it on on the Monday night call. doesn't cost you a dime um, cost me of my time and I, I promise you I'm worth much more than six hundred and fifty dollars an hour. Uh, you go about four or five times that if I was to speak and uh, and even the even the seminars that we come around and do guys we we this is. Pro gratis for me. I It is. This is my quest to help people protect their assets. That's why our program is so cheap. Now, if you don't have the money, it's not cheap. I understand that. But guys, you know, lawyers and Ed, Ed Gilmore points out, even in Canada, that it'll cost you twenty-five to fifty thousand dollars to get an attorney to set you up a program that they say is a good asset protection program, and I can pierce it in a heartbeat. There is nothing out there like this. Um, like there's nothing in the world because we've got the, the backing of the Constitution of the United States, which says in Article One, Section Ten, no state shall pass any law impairing the obligation of contracts. And this is why the super wealthy realized the power of Article One, Section Ten, and they started putting all of their protection entities together as private contracts, not a trust. Trusts are the most powerful documents in the world, and we use it, but it's the type of trust. If you go to your lawyer and get a trust, he's going to give you a statutory trust. And statutory trust has you as a trustee, um, in many instances you initially as the beneficiary, and as long as you're the owner or the trustee, and in statutory situations, U.S., Canada, or anywhere else, the trustee is the owner of the property. They don't tell you that, do they? Hmm, and you know, I've got my partner was an attorney 40 years, a judge 20 years, so I was I was involved in many backroom conversations and, and, um, and discussions with, with attorneys off duty and et cetera, et cetera. And I listened to a lot of court cases, and I read a lot of court cases when I was putting together everything for this program. And, and guys, you know what? They don't tell you everything. Um, well, I won't get into a discussion about attorneys tonight, but I can. I can promise you that 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 um, they're working for themselves. Unfortunately, my this is a quote from my partner. He died a couple of years ago. Um, he said it's become such a, a a good old boy system, and it's probably the greediest profession in the world, or in the country. And that uh, was that was direct, and, and it was a hey hey from all the attorneys that were in the room, guys. And that's why I there are some good ones out there. I've got very little respect for attorneys in general, they want to do as little as they can to earn as much money as they can. Okay, So we'll get back to on subject here. Um, um, where am I at here? Do um, you really need an LLC bank account or can you move money to your own personal bank account directly from Trust One? Yes. The moment you send in that application, you're, um, um, can you can move money to your personal bank account directly from Trust One. No, you don't want anything in your personal account. I understand the question, but anything that you own, your personal account is owned by you. Anything in that personal account, uh, they can take. They can't touch. And and if you you, want to get a better understanding of that, then I want you to go back and and listen to some of our recorded calls where it says um, um, bail-ins, bail-ins and property confiscation. Anything that's in your name, they can take. The government can take. Uh, the judge can give away. You don't want any. You keep just enough in your personal account to pay your monthly bills. That's it, okay? So, and, and everything else, everything else you put into your your um, trust account. And guys, there, as, as you heard last week, we had a fellow that created a corporation, but he didn't transfer his business to the corporation I mean, that broke my heart. I'm not kidding you, because I, I, this guy's a friend of mine. And as a result, the IRA, uh, the CRA came after him first before he got all his liens and everything on it. So anyway, we're trying to work it out with him. Um, let's see. In Canada, is there, is there an LLC? Yes, there is. But you don't, you, don't keep, you keep just enough to pay your bills in a personal account. Everything else, because the, the government, uh, nobody can touch a trust. Trust is not a citizen. They can't trust, or they can't they can't um, take anything that is from a uh, an LLC that was created by Trust One. They can't take anything from a, a Canadian corporation that was created by Trust One. Okay, it's a separate entity. It's not a citizen anymore. It's it's got its own rules in Canada. Yeah, there is. What is the monthly fee? Oh, I don't think I ever finished that yet. So we have a uh, we've got a very powerful program. We give you. Thousands of dollars every year of freebies, okay? And we only charge three hundred eighty-five dollars a year for the annual renewal. That pays for your LLC renewal fees and and the business entity reports and everything else that's out there, including the Monday night calls. Uh, all you get your your website that you can go on with any of the. Um, um, well, if you're a registered agent, if you're not, if you're a client and client, you can still go on and look at your stuff. But but you're uh, you're protected with that. And that is so cheap. I, I've had, I can't tell you how many people uh, have said, "Mike, we pay almost fifteen hundred a year. Mike, we pay twelve hundred a year." And your program is so much more better than um, the companies that we're involved with. They're basically MLM companies. We are not an MLM company. We, we've been. We've opened our structure for marketing uh, according to the uh, insurance companies. Okay. Let's see. A while ago, a while ago, you were looking at TODD transfer on death deed. For real estate and TOD, for auto certain states, um, avoid moving the house to a trust. Um, a while ago you were looking at transfer on death deed. Well, what we were looking at was some states have it, uh, that you that you can go ahead and put the deed together and then immediately when you die, because see, that's the hardest part. When, uh, the, to avoid probate, you've got to have the place for that for that property to go. And if you've got a transfer on death deed, the moment you die, that property is automatically transferred to the trust for real estate and um, autos and stuff like that. Autos is simple. We, we've, changed, uh, we've changed things since that for autos. We want the autos, they have to be directly linked to the um, DMV, okay? Um, to avoid moving, we don't want to, the only time you want to avoid moving that trust, that house to a trust, is if you lose your um, um, lose your homestead rights, okay? And we don't want to do that. In the states, most of the most of the states, um, now they they they, as long as you are the trustee and you are the the, the um, beneficiary, they will they will allow the trust to have the same um, homestead rights as you as an owner, okay? And to get autos transferred to avoid probate, well, if you've got a lien, if that auto, if that auto has an equitable value of, of um, $25,000 and you've got a, a lien on that for um, $23,000, dollars i don't say 27000 because you're going to have it for more than the car is worth, that um, zeroes out. There's no probate on that, um, no, no value to that particular vehicle, so it doesn't go into probate. Okay, And I don't know in Canada if it has different uh, things like that anyway. Edmonton Seminar, not on website. Thank you, Hildy. We'll get it put on there. We do know that it will be June 10th and 11th, and it's going to be well worth it. We will have, by next week, we will have the uh, the flyers out to everybody in um, Alberta, and um, everybody in Alberta will get a have an email sent to them. So watch for anything from MPG. and, and we've only, we're only going to have limited. we're going to have limited seating. Um, the first, I believe it's 100 and um, we'll be able to um, send in their application. No Edmonton. okay, it's not on the website yet. okay. Uh, Mike, what is the difference between a family trust and the STS trust? A family trust is a statutory trust. it's that simple. It's just, a, it's just a, a name that attorneys give. As a matter of fact, when I first confronted even the largest law firm in, or the first or second largest in LA, uh, California, and um, one attorney brought up the fact, or no, he was going to help one of our clients too, and he said, well, what we're going to do, there was the, my client, there was the, um, um, her daughter, and there was um, um, their attorney and myself. And he said, well, what, would, what I think we're going to do, and she had millions of dollars right on the California coast with the property. He said, what I think we're going to do is put you into a family, a family trust here. And I said, hold it, hold it, hold it. Let's be real. Let's not play kids' games. We all know that a family trust is a trust. They all have the same stuff. You just give it a name of family to make it seem more palatable, you know, more warm and friendly and um, cuddly and all that. So... Anyway, she had she took our program. Um, can you put your home in STS program? If yes, how so? Yes, you can put your home in into the STS program. Um, as a matter of fact, we recommend that. Now it's a very different process in the U.S. than it is in Canada. In Canada, you've got to create a corporation. You've got to um, have the have the corporation actually purchase the the. Um, home especially if there's a balance on the mortgage and you have to get that taken care of and it's a little bit too much for of an answer for tonight's program uh, but what I think I'll do is make a note and have that be the talking points for next week transferring a home into the STS program in the US and in Canada whole different process okay a little more involved in Canada for one reason um, because of the, the laws on real estate where the queen owns them, I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying that's the result. Okay. Let's see. Do I include the amount of my house is worth in the PPSA, even though the corporation is not set up yet? You know, I don't know that you can do that. Um, and I'll tell you why. Because because they have to. Well, maybe. Yeah. No, no. You can't really. You can't really. I don't know. That's something that that um, like. Ed Gilmore, when he was on the call a few, um, few weeks ago, he said they can't take it anyway because there is um, the Queen o- actually owns the property and this and that. And that's something I'm not used to. And, and it's something I see that, that really ties up a lot of Canadians. It ties you up. It, it ties your hands behind your back, and then somebody comes along and just start punching you in the face. If they come after me, what do I say if I'm in the program? Well, as Ed Gilmore, and we tell people, that's not personal property. Uh, We protect all your personal property. That's not personal property because it's not owned by the corporation which is owned by the trust. You you have to go through that process, okay? It's just like you were going to buy the home again. You pay off the current mortgage and you get a a mortgage from a mortgage company on the balance on behalf of the Canadian corporation. So now the Canadian corporation owns the property and, and you still have the same basic payment you know it's not changing anything there but it's a little more of a process but the end results are well worth it I think you know if the corporation which is a business owns the property and the you need a new roof well if you own that home uh, you pay for that 25 grand for tear off and replace of that new roof you pay for it out of your pocket no deductions if the corporation owns it it's a and and, and now owns that property that is a deduction anything is done to that home is a deduction, and you will, US or Canada, you will rent that home from the LLC or from the corporation. And, and it's, a, it's a very nice process. We don't have it completely done yet, but it's close enough. Um, so anyway, we can, we can do it. Uh, what is the difference between a family trust and an SDS trust? I just said that family trust is a statutory entity, okay? Um, because you would be the you would be the uh, trustee in the family trust, they can still take all the equity out of that home from you. PSA PPSA from one to five years, good. How would you? Thank you, Helby. How would you file the benefits of a constitutional criminal complaint with a gross value exceeding one billion? You know, I don't. I really don't have a an idea on that. I don't know all the. I don't know what a constitutional criminal complaint has to do with. All I know. Is that your property, if there's no fraudulent conveyance involved, your property would be owned by, as long as you get it moved and protected, your personal property, and I don't know if this is U.S. or Canada, but it would be owned by the trust, not you. They could not take a dime's worth of property, okay? Now, guys, I know we got more, well, on PPS is the secured party trust, too. No, the secured party, yes. I'm sorry, yes, the secured, I, I read that. I think I became dyslexic for a minute or two there, a second or two rather. Um, PPSA, it is the, the secured party. Trust one is the debtor. And the registering agent also trust two, yep. Uh, oh, oh wow, did not know that you were that big. Um, I don't know what you mean by that. I was that big. Um, I'm only six foot, about 210. Um, September fourteenth, two thousand fifteen, bail-ins and confiscation call. Okay, thank you, Holly. See, she is just terrific. She, um, she, oh, if anybody has any questions, she'll find what dates she'll find, what laws she'll get it put together. That lady, that young lady, is really something. Corporations can be can easily be pierced. What makes the STS so bulletproof? Um, because it's not a corporation. Corporation is a statutory entity. You're the owner of the corporation. If it's a corporation, you're the you're the shareholder. You're the owner. I can take anything you own. But you don't own the STS program. You don't own Trust One. It's a private contract. The trust is its own owner. And there's case law to back that up. I've read it many times on, on seminars and and uh, Monday night calls. That's the difference. Anything statutory which is anything created by the province or the state, anything statutory, um, the state can come after you and take it. Take whatever you got, okay? Um, But the trust is not statutory. You've given up all control. You've given up all ownership to the trust one. And then trust two was created by the LLC, so you're not even involved in that. So um, if you're using, let's see, easily pierced. Um, yeah, you can, I can pierce any corporation that's out there. I can pierce any LLC that's out there, any partnership, because they're all statutory, which means that they have a human owner, okay? Let's see. If you're using corporations, those are fictions of the state. Now, you know, I don't want to get into that. You're, you're right. But these are for everyday situations, our program. It's not for, and I studied, um, uh, I studied, I um, studied, I can't think of the name of the word now, but um which is um straw man and all that i've studied I studied that research that for four years. I know it as well as anybody, and um we're not getting into that. most people when they learn a little bit and then they go into court and they try to throw out a quote or something uh, well you can't you have no control over me because da, 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 da. next thing you know the guy's spending two days in jail or he's got a big fine on his back. You, you need to know everything backwards and forwards. This I know backwards and forwards, and we've never lost a nickel, okay? If I need money in my personal bank account, can I transfer the funds directly from Trust One, or do I first transfer from Trust One to the LLC or Corporation? I don't, you know, wherever you've got money, make sure you keep money in that personal. If you got a check coming from Social Security or RRSP, RR is it? Um, you make sure that you got the money in your personal account for your monthly bills that's your that's your first uh, thing to do make sure you got money in there for the monthly bills okay Uh, transfer funds because if you transfer it why are you transfer? you can't just take money from another entity you've got to make a loan or something to do that okay and it's got to be a loan that you're gonna make payments on and everything else so uh, yeah there's certain rules you gotta play by guys just like uh, no matter how bad you want to go 70 miles an hour um, if it's on a po- if it's on a uh, on a road that's posted 45 miles an hour, you better not get your buck car going 70 miles an hour. You got to follow the rules. There's rules and everything. If they- guys, if we didn't have rules, it would be anarchy. We all know that. You got to have laws. You got to have rules. You got to pay taxes. You got to do this. You got to do that. Or We'd have dirt roads still for crying out loud. So when would you suggest we start using the LLC to pay trust expenses? And can you name what expenses can be included? When you get your documents, you go into the Green Book and there's a place there where it talks just about basic expenses that can be. It's gotta be something pertaining to the trust or the LLC or or the assets owned by one or the other. Okay? But you look in your green book, this is a green book question, you know, I'm amazed we, we put all this powerful information together and still a lot of people don't even open it. I say, hey, you know, have you looked at your CD? Do you even know what's in the CD that comes with your doc with your trust program? No, I haven't looked at that yet. Well, by golly, there's some very powerful information in there. It's basically blank um, minute orders and things like that that you're going to need to use sooner or later. Mike, what is the RVSTS purchase info? What is the RVSTS purchase info, and why have the STS prior? to the RV. I'll tell you one main reason, because when the RV does happen, you're going to want to have access to your property as quickly as possible, aren't you? Of course you are. You're not going to want to wait seven or eight or nine or ten weeks. And if you if you don't have the RV, if the RV happens and the, and the dinar, let's say, the dinar, the currency, whatever it is, the dinar is still owned in your name, you will forever be plagued because they will consider you the initial owner not only that with all the couple thousand uh, uh, applications we're going to get at that time you're going to be you'll get your you'll get the thing to open your bank account in about seven eight nine ten weeks you want to be able to open that account the day after the RV happens to put your money into that RV you know guest 17 I appreciate that question because it's all about planning ahead isn't it that's the problem what most people wonder why am I always broke Well, why am I why do I never get ahead like it's because you don't plan ahead. I'm gonna tell everyone of you something. The greatest secret. Uh, Donald Trump said it when I sat across him, from him. At a, in a, in a. In a, a this was 20-some years ago. But one of the one of the things that he mentioned that stuck out to me was, my life changed when I read a copy of Think and Grow Rich. It it really helped me in business. Um, Lee Iacocca, for those of you who know who he is, he's the one that created the Mustang. He's the one that left left Ford and um, um, saved Chrysler at that time. And um, he said, when I listened to him a couple times, both times he mentioned about Think and Grow Rich, If if you want to really get ahead in life, I don't care how old you are, how young you are, you pick up a copy in paperback of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. If you've got any moxie in your head at all, this this book will change your life. It's 13 chapters, and each chapter is a specific thing to do, um, to a uh, specific thing to do to become more successful. I read a, a chapter of that book every every night for about six years because learning and really grasping something is nothing but repetition, repetition, repetition. Okay, the transfer costs alone could become prohibitive. Um yeah they could. Yeah, I grant you. That's what I said. That's a that's a bad thing about Canadian law there the queen gets she's got control of it over your life. And uh I agree with you. It could be prohibitive, but it, it all depends. If something happens and it's not protected and you lose it, then when you're, but you're not going to lose it really because as Ed pointed out, the CRA doesn't even if they put a lien on it, that's all they can do is put a lien on it. They're not going to they're not going to um hold you up in anything, okay? Um our schedules for Saskatchewan seminar just changed, Michael. We will now be out there after June 15th, not before. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, if anyone wants to organize a seminar in the Nipawin, Regina, Saskatoon area after June 15th, let us know at thewealthcoaches.com. Okay, at wealth wealthcoaches.com or assetpro.ca. Okay, uh, the websites have just been updated. Okay, that's good to know. Now, I'm going to get away from the computer a little bit here, and I'm going to uh, answer some questions that were emailed in to me. Um, let me get over here to that other page. Okay, we were listening to your conference call tonight, 425, and you were telling us about a guy and his wife that received a check from the IRS. They put it in their trust account, apparently, which you said was wrong thing to do. Could you please explain you now, if that's a check to you, it has to go in your personal account. If, it, if it's made out to the trust, you are the trustee of the trust. You can put it directly uh, into your personal account. You can put trust into your personal, but you can't put personal into your trust. Okay? Um, I'll do a whole segment. It's 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 a little too long for this right now, but uh, ask me that again sometime in an email, and I will do a whole segment of talking points on that. Another, so in other words, if somebody writes a check to you, John Doe, and you deposit it into your trust, in your trust, you are only an appointed trustee. You don't have the authority to put that check. It's made out to you as an individual. However, if it's made out to, to the trust and you are an appointed trustee, now this isn't all the legal, I mean, I know it's this is the way it's done, but I don't have the, it's been quite a while since I talked about that, but I will look it up at I know Bill Tully and Ed Gilmore both told me that you can do it that way. Okay, another question. Do we still keep and use, for personal things, the credit cards that we had prior to the STS program, or are we to shred them and use only one from the- Nope, you still need your, pre- your, your, your current cre- personal credit cards, and you can still, use your, um, still need a personal bank account, because they know that you need uh, groceries, you purchase groceries personally, You purchase clothes personally, unless you are like um, Liberace, and you need these special, very expensive, very gaudy outfits, and they know you need personal items, okay, Um, for your regular life. So keep your personal account, keep your personal credit cards. Um, You stated that when our investment RVs that we are to immediately file another lien on the new value of this currency. I told you of this private exchange that holds denar and dong. They will transfer whatever amount we want initially and hold the rest until later. So my question is, we would file on the amount received only and not the amount of the dinar dong value not received, right? You know, when it comes to that, <clears throat> I told you that, I, I mentioned to everybody that, that if, it's, if it's in your name, I mean, you don't have to tell anybody, but if you haven't transferred it, there's only one place you can transfer it to take ownership out of your name, and that's the STS program. <clears throat> if it is owned, if the dinar are owned by you personally, if they're owned by one of your corporations, one of your LLCs, one of anything of which you're the owner of that corporation, you're the owner of that LLC, they're going to consider it um, that you own it. Okay. Until we receive more funds, then add, uh, keep adding liens as we receive. You know, that's making that's making a, a a whole that's making it complicated. Something that is very simple. If you can't open the um, trust program at um, at the time of the RV, you're just going to have to accept some of those things. For example, in five years, they can go back. Ten years or more. I've talked to some of these great asset uh, investigators. I mean, they can do things that you never would have believed that they can do. But anyway, these government agencies—they—they—they want every nickel they can get. They want all your nickels if they can get them. But anyway, they—they'll uh, um, go back and check. Oh, wait a minute. RV on on July seventh and. Um, You started your program on July 12th. Hmm. So you were the owner. Now you have this bad car accident hanging over you with serious injuries. So there's going to be a lawsuit for millions. And that's when they go in and really start checking you. And when they think they can, these lawyers think they can get millions out of you. And they will. Because they'll bring you into a deposition and they will question you and say, We see that you you got, um, you, you cashed in your dinar after. So you own those dinar at the time of the RV, correct? Yeah. Okay, did you pay your taxes on that? Uh-oh, there it is. IRS, CRA will freeze your, your trust account in a heartbeat. Can't take anything, but they can freeze it in a heartbeat until you prove to them that you paid every nickel's worth of taxes. And if you haven't, they're going to freeze it and they're going to take out what portion they feel that you should have paid in taxes, okay? So... So guys, they're they're very, very um, ferocious, I guess that's the best word to put at it. Because they'll come after you and they don't care how many personal lives they, they uh, chew up and spit out. They don't care how many uh, people that have had maybe small businesses for 20 years and they'll destroy it in a heartbeat. If you don't believe that, just keep living your life just the way you are now. The only thing you can do to set up your independence is to is to start an STS program as quickly as possible and you know we can get anything we want um, really um, there there have been people that wouldn't do the uh, STS program but they bought um, they bought large-screen TVs they bought new cars during the prim- and then when something happens and uh, people are coming after them they quickly send me an application Mike I, I need to get this thing started and uh, well, I see you got a new car here super wealthy the first thing they do when they buy something new they make sure it's protected before they buy it you can keep living by your i'm, I'm trying to help you here you can keep living by your own little uh, by your own laws and uh, you're not going to get anywhere guys if you were raised under the same conditions as as donald trump um and people say well his dad gave him a million dollars yeah but look what he turned it into 10 billion i know a ton of people that have been were given some uh, Some uh, good starting sum, and they were broke within two years. Um, And the thing, problem today, especially in the U.S., is that we spoil our kids so bad. They don't have to work for anything hardly. Not all of them, but there are some. Okay. Um, Okay. You mentioned to us personally that you are part of a group, and also looking to your your currency to Salt Lake City too. Uh, You are part of a group also that, and that you took. Um, to, uh, <laughs> you took the exchange do you plan on exchanging the entire amount or are you going to exchange a small amount in case I'm gonna, I'm, in case the U.S. dollar does revalue, devalue you know guys I've heard that for 50 years what are you going to do if it does you don't know where to put your money neither do I we're not experts in that field I put all my money and I'm going to put all my U.S. dollars you, know, you can say what you want but the U.S. dollar is controlled by the Rockefellers the Rothschilds the, the whole group and um, guys, they they create every recession, but they sell just before they devalue, and then they when everything goes to the bottom, they buy again. They control all of that. Uh, you're not going to outthink them. You, you're not you're not privy to what they know. So you just do the very best you can. But the main thing you want to do is protect it. I've heard, as I said, I've heard for 50 years the U.S. dollar's going to revalue, or excuse me, it's going to going to fail. But you know what? It's still holding up the world, right to this day. The euro is a joke, and the, and what's propping up the euro but the U.S. dollar? You can say what if, if you're if you're jealous or if you're you're um, um, envious or something. That that's the U.S. I don't like the U.S. Blah blah blah. Well, that's fine, but but do what's smart too. Understand the fact that you know, it's been that way for five thousand years. For crying out loud, when the Assyrians and the Babylonians were attacking and, and hauling the the Jews off to their countries even way before that there's always been somebody in control don't think you're ever going to get to my opinion in our lifetime don't think I don't think that we're going to get to a point where where everybody is just living peacefully I mean you're not going to get the Saudi Arabians and the Iranians and the Russians and the Chinese and the US and England and all. you're not going to get us all to agree too many differences okay and, and does the United States have to be powerful? Fortunately, we've been successful enough in, in financial stuff, things that, yeah, we need to be the, we need to be my opinion we need to be the policeman of the world, and we got to get rid of this clown that's scared to death of everybody. My, uh, I'm not going to give you my opinion on that. Um, but anyway, we've got to get some strength out there again. So Putin and and the Chinese and the North Koreans, they all and the Iranians. I'm glad both of the Republican candidates, anyway, are are going to tear up that Iranian treaty, guys. That's that's affecting you, Canadians, U.S., England, Germany, all of us. It's affecting all of us, and we're not seeing it right now. But as soon as a couple nukes land in one country or another, they're already blowing up train stations and stuff. So, all right, I'm going to get back on track now, Lawrence. So settle down. I can see you right now. Your collar's up. Steam's coming out from your neck. So we got that part of the group and you look on currency I don't understand that question so I'm going to move on since I opened my LLC account I put money into it from a personal account so that I could pay our house payment utilities lot rent etc I you only use money I put in there for these things since the house is where the LLC is located okay that's good I've made an effort and you got to do the assignment of income you've got to legally put that document together the assignment of income so you assign so many dollars from whatever source your paycheck, your Social Security, whatever it might be, and so it legally goes into that. That uh, you put it into the tr- I would put it into the trust and then transfer it to the LLC. Okay, probably don't have to, but I just like everything in my trust where it's securely invested or, or protected. I mean, okay. Now let me go back and see if we've got anything on. Um, got anything back here on the computer. Let's see if anyone wants to organize them. Okay. You can't assign a personal check into the trust account being that you had uh, contracted all of your previous and futures over to the trust. Let's see, Chappie, you can't assign a personal check into the trust account. Correct. Being that you had contracted all of your previous and futures over to the trust. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And maybe that explains it a little bit better than I do. It's called clawback clause. Um, it's called clawback clause. What do I miss here? That sounds interesting. I guess thirty-eight. Um, let's see. What did you ask? What were you on this before? Anyway, explain to me, please, what clawback clause is. Okay. Sounds interesting. Clawback clause. Uh, guess four. They're parasites. Yeah, you're right. Parasites live off of a living entity okay uh, and they eventually kill the living entity and that's what exactly what governments eventually always turn into you give them a little power in the beginning they keep uh, and then they once they get their little click together they start making their own rules their own laws to benefit themselves yep question on phone okay let me see what we got here okay Number one, Chpie, okay, Jeff, you're up. yeah, Michael. No, that was more of a question because I was questioning your statement about signing a personal check because you know I was understanding the um, you know i've 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 uh transferred all my assets uh what I have now and what I receive in the future, so if I'm receiving let's say a paycheck. Or Social Security, or somebody writes a you know donation and wants to you know write it out to Chris Chapman. You're telling me that I can't assign it because of the contract into the trust account. I must first put it in my pers personal account. Yeah, and that, uh, I'm I'm going to double check. It's been a while, but I'm going to double check that with Bill Tully because he's the one that told me about it. And it, and it made perfect sense when he explained it to me. So I'll, I'll double check on that. Bill will be, I'm going to try and get him on the call next Monday if I can. And um, so anybody in the U.S. that has tax questions, just like we had Ed Gilmore on a few weeks ago for Canada, uh, I'll try and get Bill on next Monday or the Monday after. The latest, so, Okay? Okay. Thanks, brother. Thanks. Okay, guest 38. You were talking agencies looking back in, looking back to take your money. Oh, yeah. They can, clawback clause. Okay, I got you. I got you. Thank you. Maybe a question from, for Edmonton's, Edmonton, yeah, seminar. Okay, that's a good idea. Okay, um, where are we at here? All right, my friends. Well, that's, I've got some more um, email questions that I want to touch. And uh, let's see where are we at here. Uh, Successor trustees. Can I leave this blank or should I fill it in with my kids' names? Please note, and you mentioned your kids are are not of age. Um, No, put somebody in there, your parents, your brothers, sisters, and you only need to put one person in there when it comes to successor trustee. You need somebody to be able to take over should something happen to you. Uh, Let's see, Michael, I spoke to you on 321 call about exchanging currency into trust. Um, I do not have the complete documents because I can't afford it right now. You said I need Schedule B to exchange. Schedule B ex- uh, exchanges the equity of your home into the trust. Could you email that to me? No, unfortunately, we can't, can't give our documents to anybody that doesn't have the program. Uh, it's a trademark. It's a registered uh, copyright. And, um, we could put ourselves in a position where somebody said, well, you gave it to him. Why don't you give it to me? And then pretty soon we're giving documents out. So we can, no, we can't, in the advice of our attorney, we only give our documents out to people who are, who do start the program. And I understand, I've been so broke at times, guys, I, I gave a $20 check to a lady at the, a little Polish lady that owned a little bar. And I never drank, but, but I did, uh, love to shoot pool. So I'd go in there every night after iron working, uh, and, um play pool for a while, but I, I gave her a $20 check once, and I said, Josie, uh, I'm heading for home, but can you cash this check for me, and can you hold this check for a couple of days, um, because I don't have the money in the account, and um, I've been so broke, and many of you probably have too, We've, life is a series of ups and downs, and the key is to start making the making the downs not go down so deep, okay, um, but you know, that in the next and I'll just finish up with this tonight. That, that that just goes right back to the fact that we are right now where we ha- where we should be according to the decisions we've made in our life. I've made many bad decisions, but I've learned from most of them, and I've I, now I make more good decisions than I do bad decisions. Guys, if you're not going to take the time to to learn, you're going to pretty much. I don't care how many millions you get. There's 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 stories out there of the. Um, Uh, Was it 97% of the people that win lotteries uh, for millions are are broke within two years? Their life's in a shambles. Those are statistics. That's not just one person. You know, those are statistics. Um, And it takes a lot of people to make up statistics. And it's the same with people that have made millions. They say the average millionaire goes broke three times. And his third time is when he, after his third time is when he, um, when they finally have learned enough. To, uh, how, how the ropes how the games played to keep their millions and add to their millions that's why I give Donald Trump I was amazed at how brilliant that guy was when I sat and listened to him he's not a dummy he, uh, he doesn't talk like a sophisticated polished um, politician but I'll tell you he knows his business and I'm not saying that because uh, I, I, he's the one I voted for uh, but I'm not saying that it's an interesting primary um, um of this year okay probably might be one of the last ones some of us see but it was really interesting it's not over yet but it, it's just I'm just sitting back now and and waiting to see I'm not going to get all frustrated if this person or that person um, wins or loses you know for, for somebody that didn't that's lost so what no life is just a series of, of situations and and you'll learn I've learned that almost everything that I used to get upset about, it's petty. It's petty. It doesn't affect my life now in any way, shape, or form. I used to get so upset Uh, if I missed the Bulls game when Michael Jordan was playing all those years. I was a tremendous. But you know what? I I realized before he retired, I realized that the Bulls are going to win or lose whether I'm upset or not. So I just started sitting back and enjoying the game and watching uh, these athletes just do marvelous things. And um, people get all upset if their football team loses. Well, if they just won the Super Bowl, the odds are pretty much against them. They're not going to win the Super Bowl next year. So accept it. Somebody else is going to win. So enjoy the season, you know. Or your kids. Your kids are going to make mistakes. I always let my kids um, make their own mistakes. Okay, I would, I would sit back and watch. I'll finish with this one little story then. It's a little story of um, when, when a young Indian, 13, he was to be made a brave, they would take him out into the forest. And then it was much different than it is now. You had black bears running around, and you had mountain lions and all these different things, but they would tie him to a tree. They'd sit him down and tie him to a tree. And he would have to sit there all night, and the growling and all the different things, maybe spiders crawling up his legs or a snake crawling over his foot. Uh, who knows what was out there? And um, he would naturally be scared, I would think. But but if he made it through to the morning, then he was, a, he was considered a brave. But what he didn't know that that whole time, his father was sitting there with a bow and arrow to protect him. So, with that being said, I let my kids make their i know so many parents that that just made every decision for their child decisions is a learned um thing to do to make decisions you have to learn how to make decisions and most parents they want to make their make every decision oh don't do that you'll get hurt and now they they end up with kids that are they, they wanted them to be doctors or attorneys or this or that and now, they work in a steel mill, maybe, which there's nothing the matter with that at all. They work construction. They work as a mechanic because they weren't given the opportunity to get in life where they wanted to go. They weren't given the opportunity to look at a lot of different things and say, hey, I'd like to be a pilot. Hey, I'd like to have a construction company someday. Hey, I think nursing is great. Instead, they kind of pushed them in their direction. They wouldn't punish them. I will say I was happy to hear Donald, not Donald, Ted Cruz say yesterday, uh, my kids talk like that kid that said that he sucked, and the guy that, the kid the twelve year old kid that uh, hollered from the from the back of the room and uh, Donald said, "You know what? my kids act like that. They were taught respect. They act like that in front of adults. they'll get a spanking. I believe I believe in spankings just as much at this day and age as I did when I was a kid, and my dad would say, "Go and wait for me get go get the belt and wait for me in the bathroom. He never beat me bloody or anything, but the sting of that belt couple three times across my behind and i knew i better not do what i did again and a matter of fact i would tell him say don't tell me to get the belt and go into the bathroom and wait just beat me right now come on beat me now i don't want to wait (laughs) so anyway my friends let's see we're at the bewitching hour it was my privilege and pleasure i didn't get to all the questions on on email but i will get them next week i promise you um, so send in your questions email them to me don't don't do don't do telephone because it's hard for me to get to all the phone calls and uh, but but um, God bless each one of you thank you for taking the time to um, to join the call tonight to uh, take time out of your life for doing this um, and again we will be in Green Bay on the 14th is it the 14th no yeah I think it is a week from Saturday anyway so uh, call, call uh, Dr. Harold Churney. Go on our website. You'll find him. Go under Green Bay Seminar all the way at the bottom of the page. Call Harold and Petey, and they will get you all signed up and ready to go. So with that, God bless each one, at least one of you, and uh, thank you, Rita and Dave. Um, thank you, Guest 13. Thank you, Guest 22. I really appreciate that because sometimes I just don't know if I'm really giving you the information the way you need it, and I just try my best. So good night, Mom and Dad, and I will...